And uh, I want you all, since we know that Pastor, he likes to, uh, he likes to t- have, um, he likes jokes, right? So you be sure and tell him that, um, I don't know when we, let, let me sidetrack here. When we pastored, you know, my husband would just preach his heart out, you know, pray and seek the Lord and fast and seek his heart out, you know, and get a good message and, and share it with the people, you know, and maybe they would compliment it, maybe they wouldn't, but you have a guest speaker. You know where I'm going with this, right? They say, oh man, that's the best preaching we've heard here in months. So that's what I want you to do. <laughs> say, man, <laughs> no. You do what you feel brave enough to do, okay? <laughs> but I, we enjoy, uh, your pastors. We've known them and their children before they were, some of them before they discovered America and, um, and this church and we have watched it. We've watched it grow and just continues to grow and be established and making a difference. You're making a difference. Maybe you might not feel like you are, but you're making a difference, whether it's through your missions giving or you being in the house of the Lord or sharing the word of God and on your job. You are making a difference. So we want to encourage you this morning to just keep on sharing the good news. I like what our our district bishop said to us at convention. We need to be obsessed with the harvest. Realize you're right smack dab in the middle of a harvest field just where the Lord wants you to be. And so just share that. Just share that. Share the good news that you have. And I just encourage you to do that. Now, I want my husband to stand up and greet you. Uh, I tried to get him to preach this morning. And he said, no, I want you to. So, But he's not going to get by without saying something. He's going to share the word this afternoon for the brave folks that stay. Birth and I have been married uh, this next month, 59 years. Whoa. Whoa, is that the grace of God or what? <laughs> oh, I was thinking about when uh, he was talking about t- the measuring tape, and I'm thinking, wonder where we are on that tape. <laughs> what? We're past it. <laughs> We're on bar time, aren't we, Pastor Burnsworth? Anyway, God love your hearts. Appreciate you very, very much. I'm going to sing you a song this morning. I think I sung it last time I was here, but... Anyway, you get doubly blessed, I guess. You get to hear it again. It's called The Promise. I want you to open your hearts now, if you can, and get your mind off of lunch. And I know it said lunch was at one fifteen. I told my husband, I said, oh, it may not be at one fifteen today. Is that okay? How many is going to let the Lord have his way? One hand, two, three. Thank you. I'm looking. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, Brother Caleb. Is that Brother Caleb back there? All right. Yeah, bring up the music in the monitors. Bring it on up. Bring it on up. On up. On up. That sounds about right. Maybe a tad more. Thank you, Jesus. I never said that I would give you silver or gold. That you'd never feel the fire shiver in the cold I did say you'd never walk through this world alone And I did say Don't make this world your home 
wouldn't find you in the night But that loneliness was something you'd never have to fight But I'd be safe I'd be right there by your side And I did say I'll always help you fight You know I made promises That I intend to keep My grace will be sufficient In every time of need My love will be the anchor That you can hold on to This is the promise This is the promise I spoke to you said the friends never turn their backs on you or that the world around you wouldn't see you as a fool but I did say like me you'll surely be despised but I did say my ways confound why Say you'd never taste the bitter kiss of death. Have to walk through chilly Jordan to enter into rest. But I did say I'd be waiting right on the other side. And I did say I'll dry every tear you cry. You know I made a promise that I prepared a place and someday soon that you think you see face to face and you'll sing with the angels and the countless soldiers This is the promise. This is the promise I made to you, Lord. I thank you for hope this morning. I love you, Jesus. you glad for his promises whatever he's promised you it will come to pass if you will not lose your hope glory it's truth what he's promised in the word he will bring it to pass if we can lay hold on it and believe amen amen god bless you god bless you would you like to stand with me this morning
I'm going to read, be reading to you from Psalms, the 46th chapter. I do have a title. Remember his name. You know, it's amazing how quickly we forget God's blessings. We just take them and enjoy them and, oh yeah, thank you Lord, and then we go on and we forget our, his blessings when we get in a pinch or when we get discouraged. Do we not? Amen. We need to remember, remember his name. Remember that what his name means. Remember his blessings. We're going to read there in Psalms 46 chapter. Are you there? Verse 1 through, let's see, 1 through 3. I love this whole chapter. <laughs> and then we'll skip to verse 11. God is our refuge and strength. The very present help in trouble. Hey, read it with me. It's just good. You want to do that? One verse two. Anybody breathing out there? Okay. Verse two. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swellings thereof, Selah. Verse 11. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. I know we have different versions in the house, so whatever was up there, it looks mighty good. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you this morning for the privilege. Lord, we are so blessed to be in your house today. We're so blessed, Lord, to be able to open the Word of God and hear the Word of God. And, Lord, whatever preconceived ideas that I might have concerning this message and the altar service, Father, help me to lay them aside, and I want your plans. I want to hear your still, small voice saying, do this or don't do that. Lord, I want to hear that voice and to be led by your Spirit, because only you know the hearts of this people. I do not know their hearts. You know their hearts. God, I just ask that I be sensitive, quick to hear, and quick to obey. And I thank you that your word is anointed. I'm trusting you for that anointing. And God's people said, Amen. You may be reseated. Remember his name. What is in a name? Well, you know, some people name their children to me, um, well, it wasn't my child, right? So it's none of my business what they named their children. But, but we named our sons uh, Bible names, which all has uh, wonderful messages behind their names. There's a lot in a name. And today we're going to be looking at uh, the three names of God. And there's many, pardon me, there's many, many more names of God. And we don't have time to go into those today. But I'm going to focus on just three names of God today, and we need to remember his name. Say that. Remember his name. Remember his name. The Bible refers to God by many different names. Now, I only have one name. I never did get a nickname, hallelujah, glory. My husband was called Jimbo Johnson and Jim and and all kinds of stuff when he was grow, grew up. But I tell you, I love the names of God. Whatever his name speaks that he that is reveals his character and it also reveals his relationship with us glory the names of god 
the names of God. Verse 11 says, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Point number one. We're going to be talking a lot about fear and how when we remember his name, how that is has the ability, the capability, the power to cause that fear to be gone. Hallelujah. Fear not. Remember his name. His name is Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord is there. There. Where is there? Wherever you are, he is there. Before you get there, he is already there. Remember his name. When you're getting ready to go face a situation that you don't know what to do or which way to turn or what to say, remember he is already there. Glory, remember he is there. How quickly we forget. As we trust in his ever-abiding presence, we do not have to fear in the day or fear in the night, or live in fear. Because the scripture says, there is no fear in love. See, I don't have a fear when my husband goes to the post office or somewhere uh, uh, in the daytime that he's going to meet up with some girl or some woman or some great-grandma probably, somewhere. No, I have no fear in that. Because our love is established. We trust one another. He has been true to his word that he said, I'm going to forsake all those other girls and I'm going to pick you. And same way with me toward him. I trust and believe in his word. And therefore, and that love cast out any fear. Hello? <laughs> fear hath torment. Because there's perfect love, mature love. Developed love, established love, casteth out all fear, because fear hath torment. Torment. That's in 1 John 4 and 18. When our love relationship with Christ is as it should be, when we are trusting in his never failing word, when we refuse to surrender our will and our emotions, <laughs> To the enemy of fear. Then we can boldly say. For the Lord is my helper. And I shall not fear. What the enemy will try to do to me. Hallelujah. We talked about that in the Sunday school class this morning. Just tell the devil where to go and how to get there. Right? Because we have that authority. If we're in right relationship. Hello, we're in right relationship with him. We can, we can say that. We can speak that and know that God will hear. Glory. The word teaches us that he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end, the first and the last. In other words, wherever you are in life, whether you're 52 or you're 74 or 84, I give him a birthday party and, and I put 85 on his birthday, the, not 85 candles. Okay. Uh, that would have been disastrous. But 80, the letter number 8 and the number 5, and we set that down there in front, him, in front of him, and he said, who's turning 85 today? And he was only turning 84. She, <laughs> anyway, I just threw that in for good measure. Wherever you are in your life, perhaps you're in a time of loneliness. Maybe you're in a time of trouble. 
Maybe you're experiencing a season of sickness or, or depression. Remember the Lord is there. Remember his name. Remember his name. I'm going to say that over and over. If you don't remember anything else, I say, when situations come into your life, you're going to say, I'm going to remember his name. The Lord is there. He is with me. He is with me. He said, I will never. Can you say never? Never, 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 never. I will never forsake you. I'll never walk out on you. If you do any of the walking out, it's going to be you. If there's going to be any separation, it's going to be on your part, not mine. Don't you love Jesus? I'm crazy about him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is there, Jehovah Shammah. He is always where you are. He said, I will never. Perhaps the love of a friend, maybe a companion, I don't know, has walked away, but I tell you, he never will. We fear when we forget to remember his name. That he is Jehovah Shammah. Number two. We fear when we forget that he is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. In some way or another. We want to know. But how Lord? How Lord? How Lord? We just trust him. Trust his ability. He knows how. He will provide. Remember that song. The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. In some way or another. (laughs) The Lord will provide. Difficult lyrics. The Lord will provide. Yes, he will. The Lord will provide. I'm going to give a personal testimony now. This is a little bit probably... um, quite different than anything I have ever shared here at this church but it just goes with my message and I know more about me than I know about you (laughs) so I want to share a personal testimony I'm reminded talking about fear we fear when we forget I want to talk about one of those occasions when I was fearful and how God proved himself in my behalf I vividly remember the date (laughs) the place and the fear when such storm was in my life, and it came in the fall of 19, hold on, 64. Whoa. Way back there, many of you weren't born. My husband, this one, he had felt led of the Lord to move from our pastorate in uh, Hobart, Oklahoma. Whoa, Hobart, USA. We were down there pastoring the church. Uh, our middle son was born there. Uh, we were in a small farming town. That's that's down in southwestern Oklahoma. That's probably not southwest, but it feels like it should be. To a huge metropolitan city of Houston, Texas. Oh, where he had planned to go to Bible college to become a missionary. I guess our missions work has been here in Oklahoma. Bunch of heathens in this place, I guess. <laughs> where he planned to attend Southern Bible College away from our friends in Hobart, away from the church, away from our ministry friends, away from the Oklahoma district that we love so dearly. My husband was PYPA, secretary and treasurer. Now, you younger people don't have a clue what that means. Your parents can fill you in later. But more importantly, we were moving away from my obstetrician, my baby doctor. You see, I was about seven months pregnant. And uh, 
And where I were moving away from the hospital where I had planned to have the baby, you know, and had my own doctor, and we were going to pay out the doctor and pay out the hospital. But now we were moving to Houston. Fear. Fear. We found a place to rent there at SBC near their school. We settled in, met some new friends. The brother Burnsworth went to work on the shipyards as a longshoreman. I mean, he went to other places to find work, but when he told them, you know, that they said, well, what kind of um, trades do you have? What kind of experience do you have? And he said, well, I preach. They said, well, Mr. Burnsworth, that's well and good, but you know, that's not the person we're looking for for this job. So he finally ended up as a longshoreman, um, unloading all those things that you see on these trains. And uh, there we were, and he was really making good money. You know, there's money, and then there's good money. How many knows what that means? Yeah, our church paid us pretty well, but the longshoremen's paid really well. Anyway, there we were, making good money, which helped to relieve some of my fears at that time. And But sadly, he only worked there a couple of weeks, maybe three at the most, and they went on strike. Steam, Teamsters, wasn't it? The Teamsters Union went on strike for three months. Okay, so there we were. I'm talking about fear. Fear. In less than two months... Uh, I was going to deliver. I didn't have a doctor. I didn't even know one. If I knew one, I wouldn't know how to get to where he was. Driving in that town of several millions of people from Hobart. Two signal lights, maybe. Giant of fear. Not only that, my husband doesn't even have a job. Fear. The giant of fear was in my face, my mind and my heart. What was I going to do? I remember having nightmares, night after night. Now, you girls can relate to these, you mothers that's had babies. You can relate to this. You guys just hold on. I'll be past this part in a minute, okay? But night after night, I dream, you know, going, it's starting into labor and no place to have the baby. Any of you younger women that's had babies had that to happen to you? Maybe not. You're probably more secure than I was. At that time, fear, fear was in my face. Fear hath torment. I was in fear because I did not properly understand. Neither was my faith developed to the place that I could lay hold of the word and despair, be despaired of fear. The power and the grace of the wonderful Lord. I was not experienced in that. He was teaching me a great lesson in the school of faith. The only way that our faith will grow was through tests. <laughs> Right? He saw my future. He wanted me to learn early on that his arm is never too short to save, neither his ear too deaf that he cannot hear. And he is Jehovah Shammah. He was there in Houston before we ever got there. And he was Jehovah Jireh. He was going to provide for me and prove to me that he is who he says he is. Glory. I remember that long, I remember that I had a long lost cousin or a cousin I hadn't reconnected with in years. The last time that lived in Houston, him and his family. And, um, I hadn't seen him since I was a young girl. And so anyway, I wanted to call him up. So I did that. I fearfully, we're talking about fear when we forget who he is. 
I, I, fearfully, I called him up, not knowing if, you know, if he really wanted to see me and my little family or not. But after all, we were practically strangers for one, uh, to one another. But thankfully, my cousin, his name was Harley, and his wife's name was Virginia. He was really happy to hear from his little Oklahoma cousin. Hallelujah. So we invited him over to our little house there near the college. And during our visit, my cousin's wife, Virginia, asked me if I had found a baby doctor yet. I mean, it's evident that I was seven months pregnant, that something was, it was more than just gas. And so she said, have you found a doctor with? I told her I had called and called, and I don't know how many uh, obstetricians that I had called. And each one of them would tell me the same thing. I'm sorry, the doctor doesn't take patients uh, that is as far as long in their in their pregnancy as you. Thank you very much. With each call, I just was more fear. Was more. I just knew I was going to have the baby there in the house. More fear, more nightmares. Well, I shared that with her, and so the very next day, Virginia, she got on the phone. She had a, her doctor that had delivered four of her babies, and she went to bat for me, and he was a specialist. I never had a specialist before. The doctor in Hobart, I think, was a veterinarian. She. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, he just, he just happened to be one of the best in Houston, so she got me an appointment. God was working. God was working. Even though I was fearful. You know, God still moves in our lives even when we're full of fear just because he loves us so much. And he hopes that sooner or later we'll get it. He's hoping sooner or later they're going to learn that I'm not going to fail them. I'm their father. And I'm not going to walk away. I'm going to be there to the very end. And when the end happens, I'm going to take them into my arms and they're going to live with me forever. Glory. Well, you missed this chance to shout. I shared with her. She got the appointment. She even drove all the way across Houston. Now, that's a long ways to pick me up, take me to the doctor's appointment. And on and on the story goes. It doesn't end there. You remember that I told you that my husband had been unemployed. Okay. Now we have a specialist. And no money. Well, went to see him. She took him to me to to see him. And the receptionist said, you have to have this total amount paid before the baby's born. The hospital, same. See, in Hobart, we was going to just, we already worked it out. We was going to pay it out, you know, over six. No, that wasn't going to happen. More fear. More, okay, I have a doctor now, and I can't pay him. What now, Lord? Full of fear. Paid in full. How on earth were we going to pay such a thing? With my husband, you know, now just while all he was doing is painting on the side for the school, making minimum wage while the Teamsters finally got their act together. More nightmares. Fear has torment without asking anyone but God. My husband, the first time I shared this, he didn't even know that I experienced this. And he sat there the first time I shared this message and bawled like a baby. Because it was painful to him that I was going through that without letting him know. He was in Bible school carrying all those hours and I was not going to share that with him. I took it to God. I took it to God. And you know what? He's more than enough. 
If we would talk to him as much as we talk to people on Facebook and texting, there'd be more things happening in our lives. Now, that's a good time to shout. Teenagers, young people, you got something going on in your life. You don't like yourself. Your friends don't like you. You just, you just, whatever's going on, talk to God. Oh, it's okay to share with friends. It's great to have Christian friends. But sometimes they can, they can tell you wrong because they haven't experienced maybe what you've experienced. Go to God. Learn at an early age to go to God because He's Jehovah Jireh. He will take care of you. Glory. Well, anyway, thank you, Jesus. Without telling anybody but Jesus, our newly reconnected cousins, they offered us a loan without interest. <laughs> Glory. They paid for the doctor. They paid for the hospital. And as soon as Brother Burnsworth went back to work, we began to pay them off. Every time he got a check, we began to pay them back and pay them back. You know, Christians pay their bills if they want God to bless them. Whoa, where did that come from? As soon as he went back to work, month after month, we paid them. And then I'm I'm about through with this testimony. I'm going to move on. Christmas came. 1965, I had my third little boy. And Harley and Virginia came over to visit. And we had a little surprise for them. We were going to give them a little gift of appreciation. And they had another surprise for us that we didn't know about. They brought the boys toys and they opened all the toys and we had a big time. Then they handed us a card. And in that card, it just simply says, Our Christmas gift to you this year is you don't owe us anything. Yeah, you can give yourself. If that was you, you'd be excited. We were very excited. Jehovah Jireh came through again. He taught this little fearful young mother (laughs) that God is who he says he is. Jehovah Jireh. We fear when we forget that the Lord is Jehovah Shammah. He is there. He will always be there. And he's Jehovah Jireh. There's nothing that he can't do. He is able to provide. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He made this earth the very dust that you was made of. Oh, hallelujah. Well, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to skip over some of that. Let's go to page number three. We fear when we forget that the Lord is Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is conqueror. Glory, conquer. Our former bishop, Brother Jeff Pierce, several years ago, he shared in one of our spring minister's conferences, he shared the fact he had two great old big cardboard giants. Oh, that's probably eight feet tall or taller on the platform. And he let us know, know, which we already knew, but we have to be reminded that there will always be giants in our land of promise. Whatever God has promised you, spoken to your spirit, or spoken to you through the word, there'll always be giants there. So don't expect to just walk in to your promised land and just receive all that, you know, God's promised without a battle. Hello? Living for the Lord is not for pansies. It's not for the weak. If it was, this church might be full, huh? (laughs) He reminds us there'll always be giants. Exodus 17 talks about it. We read how God's people were facing their fears as they fought against the giants 
remember they were promised the Canaan's land. Did they just walk right into it and start enjoying all the benefits of Canaan's land? No, they fought giants all the way. Many of the giants were in themselves. Hallelujah. Would God's people retreat into the trenches of fear or would they advance against their enemies? We fear when we forget to remember his name. His name is Jehovah Nisi. Would they believe Moses? What's, what's Pastor Stone been sharing with you about his vision? Are we going to grab a hold of it and believe it and run with it and confess it and proclaim it? Or well, well, you know, we've tried that before. Been there, been around that mountain many times. Help us, Jesus. When the pastor shares a vision, let's reach out and grab a hold of. Would they follow Joshua? Would they believe that God really desired and planned for them to live in such a place of prosperity and peace? Amen. Doubt and do without. <laughs> Amen. Second Timothy 1 and 7 talks about a veteran of war. The great apostle Paul. Don't you love his writings? He speaks a profound truth into the life of a young, inexperienced soldier. He says this, For God hath not given you a spirit of fear. If you have fear, it is not of God. Hello? A spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Glory. The great apostle Paul, what does he say? He's warning Timothy that the great hindrance to his usefulness in the kingdom of God is fear. Well, I felt the Lord call me to do thus and so last year, but I was afraid. Well, I felt the Lord want me to do thus and so for my neighbor, but I was afraid. Fear. How many times have we just tossed what God has spoken to our spirits to fear. Glory. What would we do for the Lord if we knew that we couldn't fail? Think about it. Right now, if, if you knew, if you knew without a doubt that you could not possibly fail, what would you do for God? I guarantee you that thing that came to your mind is probably what he's been speaking to you about doing. Just get it done. Amen. 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 Get it done. Lord, help us all, right? The great hindrance to our youthfulness in the kingdom of God is F-E-A-R, fear. In other words, he's saying to Timothy and to each one of us, who are facing giants in our promised land, that God has not given you a spirit of timidity, but tenacity. Tenacity. Tenacity is more than just hanging on, right? But it's that supreme effort of a Christian refusing to believe that his hero is going to fail. He will never fail. That's the That's who we are following. That's who we are serving. And he is in me today. And because of that, I do not have to fear. Oh, when I remember his name. His name is Jehovah Nisi. Remember this. It's noteworthy. God acts on what he remembers. 
And so do we. Let us remember his name. All the things that his name stands for. Let us remember the words of Jesus in Acts 1 and 8. What does he say? But ye shall receive what? Fear after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. What? Power. Power. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And will cause you to be a witness. A witness. A witness. Wherever you are, you'll have the power to be a witness if we're not afraid to open our mouth and share our testimony. Hallelujah. We fear when we forget the Lord's name means conqueror. Jehovah Nisi. Again, God speaks in Mark 16 and 17. These signs shall. I love all the shells in this scripture. S-H-A-L-L. This scripture right here is full of shells. Write it down. Mark 16 and 17 and memorize it. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Not them that fear. In my name they shall cast out devils. They speak with new tongues. They take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it not hurt them. They lay hands on the sick and they recover. Woo! Hallelujah. It's the word. It's the word shall, not maybe so. Shall. What's God saying to you through these scriptures? Regardless of the plan, the plot, or whatever strategy Satan may have to come against you, God has given you authority. Authority over all, even the enemy of fear. When that fear wants to grip you in the night, Take authority over that fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear. But I have power. Be gone. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We've been empowered and equipped to be the devil's nightmare, somebody said. Somebody said, keep the devil awake. Instead of letting him keep you awake. (laughs) Everything in your world may be upside down. You may be in a crisis right now. But I encourage you. To get your eyes off of the crisis and get your eyes on Christ. He is Jehovah Nisi. He is conqueror. Glory. As long as you want to battle that. As long as you want to nurse that. As long as you want to rehearse that. As long as you want to share that with everybody else. He will let you. But if you'll give it to him. He's more than a conqueror. Some of you are getting sleepy. I'm going to hurry. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is where? There. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is conqueror. And he's made us to be more than conquerors. So I am closing. You should say hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, I need to ask you this. Are you a victim? Thank you, Jesus. Held captive by fear? Have you surrendered your blessing? Have you surrendered your possessions? Have you surrendered your promise? Maybe your peace? Your hope? 
Remember this, who God is. Remember his name. So sweetheart, coming back to the piano and the bass player, remember who God is. Remember his name. He has many names. And he will live up to his name. You can count on him. Remember his name. Remember who God is. And then remember who you are in Christ. Being of power over all the power of the enemy. And then remember his unshakable, forever established word. When he told the sun to shine in the very beginning when he created it, it never ceases to obey him. God will not fail. Remember all that he's promised. We can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. Glory. You remember, do you know the song, Say the Name of Jesus? Okay, that is just fine. No problem. It's time to believe, is it not? It's time to believe for that thing that God has spoken to your spirit. It's time to be extreme in our walk of faith. What have we done lately to stretch our faith? Out of the ordinary. I just encourage you to do that. And stretch your faith. Put your toes in the water and test the water. (laughs) Watch God, because see, the Lord is there. He's there. It's time to do the thing we fear. And the death of fear will be certain. Jesus, yes, Lord. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Therefore, we will not fear. We will not fear. Remember not to forget his name. I'm going to repeat him again. Jehovah Shammah means the Lord is. Jehovah Jireh means the Lord is our provider. Jehovah Nisi means the Lord is conqueror. Hallelujah. I hope you're encouraged this morning. hope you'll take this to your heart. Sing something for us.